Everyone, thank you for joining me. It is AKA Pads Audio Audacity. I'm your host, the world sketchbook champ, the eclectic one, your spicy taco. It's Wonder Woman Bloodlines, more animation, more Wonder Woman. Everyone's going crazy for this girl. Let's get into it and talk the greatest female superhero. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for hanging out. So everyone, we're marching along. I can't. I, I was just re-doing um, some of my filing, and I, I had to double check a few times uh, because I, I I kept filing things under um like two fifty, two fifty one, two fifty two. Didn't even re- like didn't realize how to catch myself that it's actually three hundred and fifty. So all of you, thank you. And going into the new year, going into 2021, thank you so much to like for sticking with me on this journey because it is a journey and I'm playing the long ball. I'm playing the long ball in this form of film discussion, film commentary, film like cinephile, you want to call me because, and here's the thing, I, I was going to sell you some things on Indiegogo and Etsy, yeah, for you to support your boy but you know i'll just put those links in the description some comics if you want to read some cool comics created by yours truly uzi Susie, and trial by fire go check those out so i just want to get into this because i realized something huge when i was watching this um i literally was watching the unfolding of the new wonder woman mythology and it has nothing to do with the wonder woman character how like how's that for nuts? It has nothing to do with Patty Jenkins, who really made the character relevant, you know, uh, and and a little like pass a little handoff from Zack Snyder because he, I think Zack Snyder had the foresight to put uh, a certain version of Wonder Woman in front of our eyes with Batman vs Superman. That movie clearly could have existed without uh, Wonder Woman. Okay, like that movie, there was so much in that movie. There was so much uh, wonderful deception by Lex Luthor. uh, The best deception by any Lex Luthor we've seen uh, in cinema. Like this is one of those reasons why I I completely back that movie like on on, on a very, very high level. Uh, Give me one second here, people. I'm having some audio issues. Okay. Uh, I think we're back. I don't know. Uh, the audio slowly was like rising and snapping. So, but but we're back. So, like the the big concept is that Wonder Woman, uh, as like a starting off point, just as as a character, like being introduced, never really had a good, um, you know, like uh, foundation for that. Not until recent time, and and we kind of have to thank. Steve Trevor, we have to thank Chris Pine's character and Chris Pine's performance in Wonder Woman because one of the biggest draws of the Wonder Woman uh, live action movie was Chris Pine's chemistry with Gail Gadot. I mean, we have to own up to that. We we really have to kind of just like say, look, that movie was as good as it was because of the ending. You know, like what happens at the very end when he sacrifices himself and we felt the loss that Wonder Woman had for him. So now with every single version of Wonder Woman, like a new interpretation, we now have a baseline. Now, 
this is very similar to it's 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 a comic book trope, but there's a lot of elements that get passed on and whittled down from version to version. Like for uh, a good example would be the X Men. Like it, every single X Men story really needs to begin with a female getting introduced into the Xavier School and kind of going through these these motions of discovering what the X-Men are all about, uh, what they do, and you kind of figure that out within, you know, like five, ten minutes. Or if it's a comic book, within a couple panels. So Wonder Woman never had something so well boiled down. We take it for granted when we see it. We, we take it for granted for Superman, like we know the beats of the origin, the Dark Knight, uh, you know, like so on and so forth. Uh, I believe other characters like Aquaman, we do not. We do not have a boiled down origin of him. Uh, if someone else were to do Aquaman, like another Aquaman movie or TV show or animated something, it would be a different like origin. It would be a different take and it wouldn't really um, be mapped out. Chris Pine completely transformed one of the oldest an intellectual property, one of the oldest characters in human history. Like, just when it comes to even the, the longevity and the popularity of Wonder Woman. Chris Pine did that. And this movie, like, gives us another origin of their relationship. They're, they're connected a little bit differently. They find each other a little bit differently. And it's not that, um, it's not different, but it's different enough. And that's what these animated movies do they you know because you got to do something and you got to you know like do the beats and and there you go <laughs> like uh it's not very complicated but it was solidified with one woman bloodlines 2019 this is a fun crazy again uh going all in on the god stuff we have a giant medusa like a giant medusa uh marching through Themyscira, uh, just slaughtering people left and right, and and one woman blinds herself with snake venom from what, from Medusa's hair <laughs> to fight Medusa blind. We have the Silver Swan, which is a ama amazing, amazing character. Uh, Doctor Cyber, amazing character. We we have these um, like new takes and fresh ideas. We we have an awesome cheetah. Audio issues left and right over here. I, I don't know. Like, nothing changes. Your boy over here just sits down in the AKA pad production room, production studio in Center City, Philadelphia, and, and whatever. Okay, so. <laughs> but no, like, the this movie goes all in on the God stuff. You know, and I kind of say that because it does contrast everything with the, the two live action Wonder Woman's, the three live action Gail, Gail Gadot interpretations. I can't speak so much for the television series, but that's going to be our next episode. Episode 354 is the next episode. So here's the thing, too. Um, when we think about Wonder Woman, we now have like this imagery. We now have a, a little bit of a mosaic and we see this connective tissue that uh, you know we can visualize and expect. And this does help when we um, sit down to watch this. Now, it does develop um, a storytelling failure. Uh, and you know we're seeing this with WandaVision right now. The prerequisite 
Okay, we having to have a PhD in something to enjoy it is a failure of that storyline. But these animated movies fill in the blanks very quickly, and they they skew it a, a little bit because there's no road roadmap. Uh, Warner Brothers in DC found a path with this type of uh, format. And it proved very successful. I mean, on average, all, uh, there's been 36, 37, I think, might have been, we'll just say 40. 40 of these movies, they, the minimum will make uh, three, three to four million dollars. And you can just do the math from there. They're very, they're very profitable. I mean, to the point of DC, uh, Warner Brothers animation is essentially DC animation. DC has completely taken over Warner Brothers animation. Our director for the same same Lau, same Lou. He's he's from '90s comics. He's from the Extreme Studio, you know, the Extreme Comic Book Era, the the school of Rob Liefeld. Uh, he understands character story. It seems like he lets his storyboard artists breathe because uh, we do have interesting shots. We have different uh, interesting movements. One of, one of the best sequences for this movie is when they finally get their invisible airplane. You know, like military cloak one, but you know that's the cool thing with Wonder Woman. We will always have a different interpretation, a different um, delivery of the invisible jet. Uh, in 1984, it was magic. This is military technology. It's it's all the same. Okay, it it really doesn't quite matter. I think it's cool. I think it's it's awesome that they really do commit to that also and i say commit to the bit a lot because what i what i mean by that is like they go all in on the concepts that um breed and 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 thrive like through these characters uh, there's like a blood that you know goes into some of these storylines and these creators they they know what they're delivering and they do their very best to like hit it home so like this movie gives us a slightly different uh, Steve Trevor. It gives us a slightly different Diana Troy. You know, and it, it works. It's awesome. Uh, it, another good movie that deals with loss. There's some amazing loss in this. Now, this isn't as much of a watch as 352, but it complements everything. I mean, you can watch Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, and these two animated movies, and you're just like in awe at the spectacle and what makes Wonder Woman cool because I think they finally figured it out. And it took them 60 years. It took, I mean, we got to admit that. It took them 60 years to figure out how well Wonder Woman works. So this movie just delivers a lot of things, a lot of beats on a lot of different levels. Um, the character design and the way how we're animating our you know our protagonist Wonder Woman, her line work the face the you know the facial line work is just it's it's immaculate I would say it's near perfect of all the Wonder Woman models okay not model like photograph model uh, model <laughs> drawing models uh, you know because someone sits you guys sit down and you gotta make like your your master or your prime like drawings that everyone else would draw from. What they decided to do with her on the line work sense, on the illustration sense, on the problem solving sense is probably the best. This is the best looking animated Wonder Woman. And we're also dealing with the the newer Wonder Woman uh, costume, okay, where it's it's blue, uh, silver and red. 
okay, or maroon. It's like dark blue, dark red, and silver. So, you know, you, you might want to call this like the new 52 version. This does look like, it, it looks and feels like a version of Wonder Woman that is from the Justice League, Flashpoint, Justice League, Paradox, uh, you know, like our previously discussed animated movies. This does fit within that universe. It gives us a little bit more detail of how Wonder Woman came to the shores, like her relationship with um, you know, New Yorkers, I guess you can say, because she always ends up in, in New York City. And, you know, this movie's not heavy-handed on any, you know, any political feminism, activism type stuff, which is good. You, But you do need some of it with Wonder Woman. You do. And I think this, they they do it well. Like, I, you gotta say, look, you, you can't let that stuff destroy the movie and destroy the story. Uh, when it's too heavy-handed, call it out. But when it's, it's not, and it's it's light sure like it fits it fits and it feels a little bit more natural within the uh you know narrative because like you're you're going into a dream state you're zoning out when you watch some of these movies that's the magic of movies and and look whenever i watch these things it's it's like lights out no distractions and i completely focus because i want to be transported and thank god i'm able to do that even in you know the 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 time of covid but everyone next episode 354 we're doing wonder woman the live action 80s television series okay that's all you gotta know (laughs) i've never seen it before and thank you hbo max thank you dc i will you know we'll discuss it i will watch them and then uh a little bit of a show note i'm going to get back full effort 9 9 a.m. release drops, even though the that the the 9 p.m. drops seem to do better. So it, I'm I'm going to do one episode drop either by 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. or after 9 p.m. during the weekdays. But you know, if you got any ideas with that, drop me a line. Everyone, thanks for hanging out. I love you and rock and roll.